All right. Sorry, Guy, I'll just keep talking for a second and let you adjust me here. Before I really get going, the kids are going to come in here and join us. But isn't God good? Man, he's good. So I have to warn you that I'm doing my notes digitally today. And the cloud didn't like me because I thought that when I made notes on my phone that it would be on my iPad so it would be larger. But it didn't work that way. So some of you cloud people could help me out. Because when I make notes on my iPad, it shows up on my phone, but not the other way around, I guess. Uh, So bear with me this morning. Uh, This is the way my life has been the last couple of days. Last night I was like, okay, I'm going to write these notes. I've been working on this message for a while, but I was like, I'm going to write my notes down. Got all the kids in bed. I was like, oh man, you know when you can feel... You can feel it coming, you know, like this morning in worship. I can feel that joy right under the surface. It's coming like I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. Everyone's asleep. I'm about to get my praise on and it's going to be so awesome. And so like I hit the controller on the TV to turn on YouTube and I hear mommy. So I was like, okay, no big deal. We can wait. This can wait. So I go and I help the little child and uh, get her all back and settled and sweet dreams. Love you. Good night. We go potty. We get the drink, all the things. And I go back in to the living room and I hit the button and I hear mommy, why, why are you not in my room? You come sit in my room with me. So I was like, I cannot make notes in the dark. So that's why I made them on my phone. Cause I thought I'm going to be productive during this time. So by the end of the night, really what ended up happening at like 1130, I said, you know what kid, like I went in, I, I like turned on the TV and then she walks out. I said, you know what, get a pillow and a blanket and you can sit and you can watch me be crazy for Jesus right now. Or does you can just praise with me, whatever we'll take a nap tomorrow. So it was good. There's the kiddos. Hey guys. You look so happy to be here. Come on in. In fact, if you guys want to sit like in the front, I'd love to see your shining faces. So we are talking about the garment of praise. We're right in the middle of the great exchange in Isaiah 61. I'm already regretting this idea right now. Is there, can I do anything to help you with that sound? All right, so we're right in the middle of the great exchange in Isaiah 61. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of heaviness, or some translations would say instead of despair, or instead of a faint spirit. All right, so we're right on the garment of praise, and I wanted the kids to be in here because I think it's important for them. Uh, they're, they're, we have a lot of worshipers in our children's ministry, and I want them to get their praise on with us. So I'm really not going to talk very long. Okay, so I like the garment of praise for several reasons. One, because I like clothes. 
So I, I love that God puts clothing in the Bible and he says like he will clothe us in robes of righteousness. He gives us a garment of praise. All right. Like this whole passage, I'm like, no wonder I like it. There's clothes, there's crowns. It's all happy. Uh, there's so many good things. But uh, number two, I love the exchange here because if you're familiar with heaviness, it feels like you're wearing a weighted blanket or a heavy backpack. You know, the, the spirit of heaviness is like on you. And so I think it's really powerful here that Jesus is saying, I will give you a garment. You know, he could have given us anything of praise. He could have just said, and I will give you praise in your mouth. But he's saying, I will give you a garment of praise. And I think it's so fitting for the exchange of heaviness because heaviness is like just wearing a weighted blanket. All right. So I have a picture of the way this would work. So Maddie, you can come up here and help me with this. I knew the kids would be in the service, so we've got to have some object lessons, you know? Um, I don't need those, though. Can you? <laughs> All right. So the spirit of heaviness, we said, could be... Has anybody ever, like, felt that? It's like, a, it's like you're carrying a weighted blanket. Now, this one's not weighted, but it's black and blanket-ish. All right? So this is what the spirit of... You are awesome. You're the right choice. She will... She, she doesn't need any instruction. Okay, the spirit of heaviness is like that. So now, if God is saying, I'm going to give you a garment of praise, this is going to be our garment of praise today because it's light and flowy, and it was in my office. <laughs> All right, so if God is saying, I'm going to give you a garment of praise, it's instead of heaviness. And see, sometimes I feel like uh, the church gets it a little bit backwards that we think God gives us a garment of praise in addition to our spirit of heaviness. And what we try to do is we try to just fit our garment of praise over. So you can stand up because you're trying to be praising. Okay, this is this is not cool. It's frumpy. All right. If you try to put something cute and lightweight and fun over something that's all bulky and heavy, it doesn't look nice. And I don't think the garments of heaven are supposed to be frumpy. I think that they're supposed to be fitted to us. They're tailored. They're beautifully made. And it's something that is supposed to be in exchange. So God is not saying, just put this on over your heaviness. God is saying, no, I'm taking the spirit of heaviness, and in its place, I'm giving you a garment of praise. And that looks good for praising. Woo. Awesome. You're, you're such a great helper. Okay. So that's kind of what that looks like is you think of a garment exchange. You're taking something off and putting it, putting something different on, not just wearing them both at the same time. Um, because you know what? The praise that we're talking about is not just like the faking, like, like, well, my life really is so terrible, but God is good. Hallelujah. You know, that, that is the garment of heaviness combined with the garment of praise. You know what I'm saying? Have you, you, you're laughing. You know, these people, you know, these people who live under a cloud of heaviness, but they try to give lip service to Jesus. They're trying to praise, but it is not working. You know, it's just, you're like, do you really believe he's good? I mean, I'm really a little bit confused here. Uh, and so the idea of the garment of praise is that it's supposed to be something amazing. Have you ever looked uh, at praise in the Bible? Woo! 
It never has an ounce of heaviness on it. It's just light and amazing, all right? So the other thing that I like about the garment of praise is it's not based on feelings. And this is really good news, and really it is. Some of you are like, that's not good news because I just like to do what I feel. But the Christian life is not about how you feel. Your feelings have nothing to do with your faith and with what you choose. And so the the garment of praise is not based on your feelings. It takes a conscious choice to put on praise. So it's just like we all got dressed this morning, right? You get up, you walk into your closet, you pick out your clothes and you put them on. It is a conscious decision that you are making. And it is one just made out of will, not out of feelings. I mean, some of the ladies in here, feelings could be a little bit involved in our clothing choices, but, or in changing our clothing choice. Okay. But for the most part, right, we walk in, it's an act of our will. We go in the closet, we choose it, we wear it, we do it done. Okay. And so if you think about the garment of praise, like clothing, it would be the same way. You have to walk in and choose to put it on. It's not like, I'm not feeling it today because my life is a wreck and I'm the hot mess express and I'm not going to praise. That's not the way praise is intended to work. Praise is intended to be an intentional choice, an act of your will, not your feelings, where you walk in and you say, I am going to praise today. I'm putting praise on. My mouth will be ever singing God's praises. And the other thing I like about the garment of praise is it's an everyday item that every person needs. If you think about a garment, right, clothing, it's just an everyday thing that every single human on this earth needs. I mean, maybe except for some in weird foreign countries that are not touched by, yeah, Western culture or something. But, you know, like we think everywhere we go, right, everybody has clothes. Some of them might be fancier than others, but a garment is an everyday piece of clothing that every single human needs. And praise is the same way. So I love that it's likened to a garment because that's so easy. It's easy. It's a practical application. When you think of your clothes and you think of praise being like your clothes, you just go, oh, I choose to put it on. And it's something that every single person should be putting on. Every single believer should live so that praise becomes a lifestyle. So I want to flip over to first Thessalonians, probably not going to be on the screen. You can use your Bible today. This, this scripture gets me every time we could just read this and call it a day. First Thessalonians five, 16 through 18. All right, kids, this one's really easy. You can memorize this. Always be joyful. Never stop praying and be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Okay, or some translations might be saying uh, rejoice always. All right, always be joyful. Never stop praying in all circumstances. Be thankful for this is God's will for you who are in Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? Are you in Christ Jesus? Why? 
because you're a believer in Jesus, right? You guys have all said, I'm going to let Jesus in my life and I'm going to serve him. Okay. So that means you're in Christ Jesus. So you want to know what God's will is for your life? Always be joyful. Never stop praying and be thankful in all your circumstances. Just that's it. You know, sometimes we can get so caught up in God's will for our lives. What is God's will for my job? What is God's will? Do I, am I supposed to become a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher? What is God's will for this? And what if we all just lived with this mandate saying, God's will for me is to always be joyful, to never stop praying, and to be thankful in every single circumstance in my life. Would that change your life? Would that change the people's lives around you? Yeah. And you know what? I think first Thessalonians, I love this idea. It's God's will that it's a lifestyle for us. He didn't, he didn't say, this is my will for you. Now go and try to attain this impossible feat. It would not be God's will. If it was impossible, we can look at this and say, this must be impossible, but it is not because God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. So we can be people who are always rejoicing. We can be people who are thanking God in every single circumstance we come up to. We can be people who never stop praying. Does that mean, kids, that um, I'm not able to ever have a conversation? Like, I'm, I'm going to take Miss Sharon to coffee, and I'm like, sorry, girl, I've got to always be praying. Can't, I don't have time for you. I've, in fact, used too much words telling you that statement because now I'm not praying anymore. Do you think that's really what the Bible is talking to us about? No, it's talking about having a lifestyle, something where this is bleeding out of us all the time. In other words, where does your heart run when you're still, when you're quiet, where does your heart run? Are, are you running to Jesus? Is your, is your thoughts going to the Lord? Are they joyful? Is your natural disposition joy? Do you naturally just begin to pray when you have a moment? Are you somebody who just exudes thankfulness for all things all the time, even when you're going through something hard? That's the kind of lifestyle we should be having. And, you know, I I read something somewhere uh, recently that was the person was talking about how some people are just naturally joyful. Have you ever ran into those people where you're just like, how are you happy? And then you walk them, we watch them go through something hard and they're still just, they're just bent towards that. They're just, they just have a natural state of joy because that's who they are. And so this lady in the book, she said, I began to pray and ask the Lord, how come that's not in my life? And he identified a lie. And he said, because you believe life is hard. And I want you to stop agreeing with that lie, that lie, because right now you're empowering the enemy to bring oppression over you because you believe in your core that life is hard. So everything you experience, you filter through life is so hard. And the people who have a joyful state, you know, like when they're quiet, man, they're just happy. You, you see them, they're naturally joyful, usually don't believe that lie. And so she, she said the Lord had to walk her through that. So she had to like repent and break that lie and just begin to, to say to herself out loud, making a declaration. No, life is, is not hard. There is, because see what happened is it's not just the lie that life is hard. What she began to believe is that her circumstances were more powerful than God's promises. 
And when we empower the enemy like that in our lives, when we make his work in our lives more powerful than the promises that God has given us, we will succumb to that heaviness, to the oppression in our mind. And we're going to need to break that lie off of us if we are going to really live a lifestyle of joy, thankfulness, praise, and prayer. You're not going to be a person who can always have praise on your lips if you believe a lie that God is not as good as other things. You know, you really, you really have to know who God is. You have to experience his nature and allow that to get in you. And then you're, you can't help but praise. Words like always and continually... They make it clear that this lifestyle is not just reserved for church services and special occasions. And sometimes that's how we live. We can all be joyful for a couple hours on Sunday morning. We can be thankful. We can pray always. We can, we can praise for the 30 minutes of praise and worship. And maybe if I have a really great day, then I'll remember to praise. That's not what, that's not what it looks like. Always, continually, in all, it is God's will for us to live this way in our relationship with him. And this, could, this should be our continual response to his nature. And if it's not, check your heart to say, what lie am I believing right now? It's important that we learn how to bring our mind and our body and our soul into submission to God. And we can do this through praise. And I think that's why, I think that's why praise is so expressive in the Psalms. Have you, have you guys ever read the Psalms and you see things like people are dancing before the Lord, they're shouting, they're clapping, they're leaping, they're making joyful noises. Like it's so extravagant. I read Psalms and I'm like, man, That's amazing. And I believe that there's a part of praise that has to be physical because it tells our body, no, I am going to come into alignment with what the God of heaven is doing here with who he is. And I am going to do something that could look like standing up for some of you. That could be raising your hand. That could be getting wild and crazy. It could be shouting. It could be clapping. It could be whatever it is. But there's something sometimes where we have to choose to praise We intentionally choose it. And praise can become a a lifestyle because it is solely dependent on God's nature. That's it. That's why it can be a lifestyle. Because God's nature never changes. And it's always good. If praise is dependent on my nature, then it is going to look like a mess. Because there's going to be some days that it's on, and there's going to be some days that it's off. Right? Because my nature is not God's nature. I have a nature, yes, I have a spirit nature, and I have a flesh nature, and they are at war all the time. And if my praise is going to be dependent on that... I don't even know that I want to try. But see, that's how a lot of us live. Not feeling it today. Oh, I don't like that song. Oh, I can't worship with no drums. 
That's not what praise is about. It's not based on our feelings. Praise is based solely on the nature of God, which is unchanging and absolutely good. So you don't have to feel up to it. And that's when it becomes a sacrifice of praise. In Hebrews, it talks about bringing a sacrifice of praise. See, praise should cost you something. Praise should cost you something. And when you don't feel like it and you choose to praise anyway, it's a sacrifice of praise. You know, there's some, there's some days that I've walked in and I'm like, oh man, I'm dragging, I'm tired, I just am grumpy, whatever. You know what? If I will choose, I will st- stand on this front row. It might take me a full song, but I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to praise. I'm not going to walk around in this mindset. I will praise. I don't feel like it, but it becomes a sacrifice of praise. It becomes a sacrifice of praise when you're facing really hard things and you choose to declare God's goodness anyway. There's something powerful to be said in that. And I think I've said it before, but you know, it, uh, when John's mom died, that was like just a, a tremendously hard time for us, just emotionally, spiritually. You know, we just were so, we really thought she was going to be healed and she wasn't. And we went through just grief and loss and mourning. And, but I remember in the middle of that, the next day after she died, I was on a run and I remember the Lord just meeting me and saying, I am for you. And my response to him was, God, I will praise you because you are good. It's like singing the song, I believe in you. I don't always feel it, you know. But when we say, I believe in you, do you know that the man who wrote that song wrote it after his baby was born stillborn? How do you write a song like that? The one who brings the dead to life, the baby did not live. His life is flowing through my veins. I believe in you. I believe in you. That's why that song is powerful. It has something on it of a choice of praise, a sacrifice of praise to say, I will not change God's nature to match my circumstances, but I will praise him when it makes no sense. I will give him everything I have. And you know what? When Jetty died, we, we just held everything really close and we began to just praise and say, God, we won't be moved. We, we declare Claire, you're the healer, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Uh, you know, all of those things, we would just declare these things. God, I believe in you. I believe you're the healer. I believe that you will rescue. I believe that you will heal other people again. All of these things. And you know what makes it so sweet? Is that we will never get to offer that type of sacrifice of praise in heaven. It's one that can only be offered on this side of heaven because there's no tears. There's no sadness. There's no loss. There's no grief. And so when you can press in and begin to praise the Lord when it's really hard, it has a certain fragrance about it. And it's an opportunity for us to say, I'm going to praise you on this side of heaven in a way that I won't be praising you in eternity. Praise is the key to entering God's presence. In Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This is the protocol of heaven. You want to know how to get into God's presence. You want to know how to get close to him. Begin to 
fill your heart with thankfulness. Begin to fill your heart with praise. Begin to declare his praises. And you have entrance straight in to God's presence. There's something powerful about it. There's something important about it. And I want to close with this. And then we're going to have a response time that I think is going to be super fun. Thanksgiving and praise are tools to strengthen ourselves. Not because they help us get something from the Lord, but they reconnect us to our primary purpose, which is to minister to the Lord. To minister to him in worship. They bring us into his presence And true worship is something that only happens in that place of communion with his presence. In worship, the sacrifice is no longer physical. It's not a physical expression any longer. It's not a, a declaration, a verbal declaration. We become the sacrifice. So praise is a tool that's been given to you to strengthen yourself in the Lord. When you're experiencing heaviness, if you will choose to praise, you put on that garment of praise, you will notice that heaviness will leave. It cannot stay when you begin to praise God, when you begin to declare his goodness, when you make verbal declarations, and when you you bring your body into alignment, when you're just radically praising him, nothing else can stay. And I've I've learned to just do this. So I I have this time with the Lord that I set aside. I haven't had it as much over the summer because I have all the kids home with me, but I just have like this this two-hour span that I, I set aside and I've noticed the fruit of praise in my life because what I do is I just turn on something, some kind of song or music or whatever, and, and I just praise. And I, I'm telling you, if you think I look ridiculous here, you should see me when no one's watching. Okay, so this is because I just feel like the Lord has told me, just do this. Okay, so I turn on this music in my living room. I like try to make sure the curtains are a little closed. You know what I mean? And I just praise. I will jump. I will dance. I will shout. I will just go nuts for Jesus. And there are some Tuesday mornings that I go, I don't want to do this today because my to-do list is this long. And everybody's gone and I could do so many things And so I've continually said, no, I'm going to choose. I'm going to sacrifice my to-do list. I'm going to sacrifice the time I could be spending by myself at the grocery store and take three kids with me later because this is going to be unto Jesus and it's important. And I will just praise and I will praise until my feelings are lining up with what the spirit is doing. Because see, if you praise long enough, then you start feeling it. If you start and you intentionally choose it, your feelings will follow eventually until you're totally lined up. And sometimes your praise needs to be proportional to whatever you're facing. Okay, so in hard times, my praise is wild. You know, it's really intense and long. Uh, It takes me a lot longer to get there. Uh, But what you do is you praise until you feel it. You know what I'm saying? And then you can take time. Then I just like lay on the floor 
And I shift gears after I've praised and I've shaken all the heaviness off and I will just lay on the floor and soak. And that's when I have visions. It's when the Lord begins to speak to me. Then I'll read his word. I'll get into it and it like comes alive in a new way. Why? Because I have intentionally chosen praise. I've intentionally done it until I felt it. And it does something to you because if I can praise like a crazy maniac, then it gives me entrance into God's presence. I hear him better because it shakes off all of the heaviness, all of the stickiness, all the stuff that slimes you from all the people who aren't happy around you, you know, all just life, uh, you know, going to Walmart, all the things, you know, that just get on you, you shake it all off. And when you praise when you come before praise and thanksgiving with this verbal declaration, with, with these crazy physical expressions, whatever, then you will move into worship, into communion with God. And you move to the point where you become the sacrifice. So what we're going to do is we're going to take communion and we're going to play a song and um, we're going to praise. So Guy uh, or Brandy, maybe you guys could bring the lights down even lower because I know some people... Are Some people are going to feel better about that. Not super low, just a little bit lower, you know. Are you guys thanking me right now in your heart for that? Yeah. So we're going to start a song. I'm going to pray, and the ushers can come pass out communion. I want you to just take communion. You know, when we talk about coming to the Lord's table, and we think about the sacrifice for us, you think about... what God has done, man. And one of the songs today, I just was like, God, look what you've done with your love, like reckless love, like that you would tear down every wall that you would not leave me believing a lie. And when we come to the Lord's table, when we remember his sacrifice for us, it seems appropriate that we should praise after that. And so just in your own time, this song is kind of long. We're not probably going to do the whole thing. It starts off nice and quiet, kind of ease you in, you know. But I want you, I want, I want to challenge you this morning to stretch yourself and intentionally choose to praise. Maybe you do need to dance it off. Maybe you need to move your body. Maybe for you, just like standing up and, uh, you know, kind of, Swaying is getting your, getting your praise on, you know, do something physical as a response. And I believe what's going to happen is that some of you came in with a spirit of heaviness on you. Something's weighing you down. And the way that you're going to release it is by you intentionally choosing to praise. You're going to find the power of this. So you can spread out in here. You can come up to the front. Why do you think I sit on the front row? Because then no, I don't have to worry about who's looking at me being crazy, right? So you can come up to the front. You can go to the back, whatever. But I encourage you as the song is going, really enjoy the Lord's presence and then intentionally respond because his promise for you is that he will give you a garment of praise Instead of a spirit of heaviness, 
He wants to break the heaviness over your mind, over your heart. He wants to get rid of that heavy blanket and clothe you with praise. And unfortunately, this is one that you have to choose. I like the ones where we can just say, yeah, I want that. Can you pray for me? Uh, I like that better. But this is one where you get to intentionally choose. I will praise. I will praise. There's even a part in the song where the guy kind of breaks it up for a second and he talks about like, you know, intentionally moving your body to come under what the Lord is doing, kind of shaking off the stuff. We'll probably go at least through that point. So, you know, if you're not comfortable until that point, you know what, just just wait. But choose to praise this morning. Choose to put it on. It's an intentional choice. Amen. All right, guy, you can start that music while I pray. And you guys can pass this out after I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you. Thank you for the great exchange. Lord, begin to do something in our spirits, Lord. This morning, God, we choose the garment of praise. We thank you that you give praise for heaviness, God. And so I thank you that you will shake it off of every heart this morning. Thank you for who you are and your sacrifice. Let us be people who are marked by praise. In Jesus' name, amen. respond right now by saying you're good again you're good now say it like you mean it you're good thank you jesus thank you for your goodness god you're good you are so good you are so worthy god thank you Thank you that you designed us for praise, that you created us and gave us an amazing tool to strengthen ourselves in you. Lord, just continue to release your presence to us. And Lord, we will continue to just release our praise to you. We won't be frugal in our praise, God. Let your praise always be on our lips. May we be a people who's always joyful, who never stops praying and gives thanks and praise in all circumstances. Thank you, Lord, for sealing the work that you did in some of us this morning, Lord, of just shaking us free from heaviness. We rejoice in who you are and in your goodness. Amen.